All right, folks, we're back. And it is Wednesday. Glad to be back here in the studios again today. Folks, this is your host. Who? It's Radio Strongman. Can't wait. I'm coming to you live from W Y A B 1039 FM. Well, folks, uh, we are back. It is Wednesday. It's the first Wednesday of the new year. It's back to Christ Wednesday, even then. But before we get to all that, I want to remind you it is 2024. We made it into another、uh, new year. Vertical and grateful, I might add. We're here in your ear. That's right, Radio Strongman. We're going to be doing our traditional first、uh, show of the new year, which is recapping、uh, the life biography of Radio Strongman. Where did he come from? All that there. We'll be doing all that. But we also want to remind you congratulations to Ole Miss. Man, that, that was a win. I mean, against Penn State. Of course, I mean, they wasn't against Joe Paterno, but still, Penn State still has the vapors of victory all around them. And Ole Miss pulled it off. I'm, I'm really impressed. Hat tip to all the Ole Miss uh, uh, students and alumni, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, man, that was really, I mean, it was some good bowl games. It really was. I hate it. Alabama went down, but、uh, they kind of collapsed there towards the end in terms of their, their defense. And, but anyway, I mean, you know,、uh, Michigan regained their composure because, like, third and fourth quarter, Michigan was just falling apart. I mean, wow. But then again, they put it off. As a matter of fact, I left before the、uh, overtime began. I said, I'll just get the. Uh, highlights when I get to the house, find out what happened. But、uh, I was hoping a b a m a could pull it off. But none, nonetheless, the、uh, SEC held themselves up, acquitted themselves quite well、uh, in the bowl games against some of the northern schools. Tennessee beat Wisconsin.、Uh, I LSU, I think they squeaked, squeaked by there, didn't they? Yep, they did. So, again, folks, great time had by all. Congratulations to all. And、uh, again, I'm really, really proud of Ole Miss and what they've done. I, Had an opportunity to hear the chancellor a couple weeks ago over at the、uh, football club, whatever the thing they have over at、uh, Country Club of Jackson. And he spoke and gave a real detailed uh, uh,、um, message on the operation of Ole Miss. It's, man, presidents do a lot. They do a lot. And a、uh, hat tip to them. And、uh, that coach there deserves his kudos. And、uh, so he'll be compensated. I mean, that is not small potatoes. I mean, that's bigger than the egg bowl. In my opinion, but hey, you know, congratulations to the Ole Miss family out there. Way to go. You made Mississippi proud. You really, really did. Now, I know that's going to be a rivalry going forward.、Uh, anytime they get to play、uh, Ole Miss again, they, they want revenge. They're out for justice, as it were, but you're not going to get it here.、Uh, hat tip to Ole Miss. But anyway, folks, it is the first show of the new year. It's back to Christ、uh, Wednesday. We want to honor. Our Lord and Savior, by reminding you, imploring you, and this is to your benefit. Let's get reacquainted. Let's reestablish that relationship. Let's bow our hearts and get back in the fold. Christ has not abandoned you. You walked off from Him because of your sins and inordinacy that we all face. 2024 is the year of the mirror when we all will peer into that mirror and many will not like what they see. They will not like what they have become and allow themselves to slip into. <coughs> so, this is the time to make those adjustments. Forgiveness is available. Grace and mercy is His to extend. 
but you must bow your heart, humble yourself. The humbling is something you have to do. You don't want him to do it because it's really going to be called humiliation if he has to do it. So let's turn our caps around. Let's take this new year to bow our hearts and go down to the altar. Bow our hearts, lift up our hands and say, Lord, have mercy on me. In the case of Kim Wade, the biggest, the biggest fool in Jackson. And my producer is expanding his arms, saying, no bigger than that. Bigger. But the real deal is, folks, won't you come? Won't you come and bow your heart and say, Lord, have mercy on me. the first day of the new years and for those who have joined us for the first time over the last year and, and don't know much about the strong man his background and where he came from all that there we're going to give you a little thumbnail sketch of radio strong man and from whence i came came to jackson in 1981 october 26 matter of fact moved here from atlanta Moved here with the phone company, as it were, on the install team. After I'd been on the road for eight months, doing installations throughout the country, at that time for the Social Security Administration, and、uh, moved here. My family home was born in Decatur, Illinois, 1956, January 27th. 1956. I'm the youngest out of 11 kids. My dad married my mom. After the war, World War II, married a woman with five kids and had six of his own. Her husband died and he married her. That's why, you know, people hear me talk about my mom all the time. My dad left to work in the munitions plants there in Joliet, Illinois. I guess, let's see, I must have been somewhere between six and eight. I really don't recall the year. I knew I stayed in Joliet. I moved to Joliet in 68 to stay with my brother. And, and so in 68, I would have been 12. So I don't know. So they never, we never lived together as, as, as a family、uh, with my dad, my biological dad.、Um, 
after that point. So, but he raised everybody else. And like I said, I, I never, never looked at him as a deadbeat dad or anybody who married a woman with five kids. He's a stand up guy as far as I'm concerned. He took as far as he could go. But,、um, you know, back then men were men. You know,、uh, the folks that we clamored to be role models and mentors today, back in the day they wore blue collars and had dirt under their fingernails. They were stepdads and dads. Everybody in the neighborhood pretty much had a dad. If it was no more than a stepdad, I won't say no more because it's still a task. And my brother Greg would always say, You don't ever call your stepkids stepkids. Those are your kids. You didn't want them. Don't step into that role. They're, they're your kids. And,、uh, and that's, I take that to heart. So. My、uh, oldest brother, Jack, was a big influence in my life. He's probably my father figure. That's why you hear me talk about him a lot. I still, I mean, I, I, I talk about my mom because I so admire her and her generation and what they did. 11 kids that they didn't abandon or abort. Or, I ain't going to say they didn't beat, but they didn't abandon or abort. Not to my knowledge. They walked their posts in a perfect manner to raise 11 kids on less than minimum wage most of their lives. Died with better credit, better writing, reading, and writing, and math skills than I had with a college degree. And all she had was an eighth grade education that she went on to get her GED for him. But she was atypical of women of her era, black or white. And nowadays, you got to put up with all these neck snapping women with PhDs and master's d e g r e e and no damn humility. I long for those days. My play mom, Ann Alexander, over there on Redmond Avenue, turning, what, 98 this year? Yeah, 24. She was born in 26.、Uh, part of that generation that just did what they had to do. One who grew up, I'm sure she knew, around, who was around folks who were slaves, former slaves, etc. But she d o n t walk around with a chip on her shoulder, angry at the white man. She's grateful to God for that which he has done in her life. And so many of us forget about the gratitude that's required to make the lubricant of living easier on you and everybody else. Because we think we found a better way of complaining, bitching, and moaning. Finger pointing, foot dragging, backbiting. No, there's no future in that, which is going to be part of the monologue that I'm going to give today. So, my brother Jack、um, was the turning point in my life in terms of turning my cap around. I remember telling him that I didn't want to stay with him, I want to go back to Decatur. Because my brother, one of my brothers, up visiting. And I said, I'm riding back with them. I'm not staying there anymore. So we're sitting in the, the smallest bedroom in the house. So, like, I had two beds in it. They weren't bunk beds, they were just one side of the room. So you could sit on one bed and talk to the person on the other side, be within arm's reach of him, which I found out that day that's not really wise. When you're talking trash, somebody's probably got you by about 100 pounds.、Uh, So I told him I was going back. He said, You said, you said what? 
So I repeat it. Next, that was the last, and that was the last word I spoke for about two weeks. I mean, I was eating Campbell's soup for like two weeks. Today he would have gone to jail for that. But I swore him a butt whooping. I said, bro, when I get my weight up, you got one coming. I don't care if I'm 90 years old on a rocker. But I did extend to him leniency as I got over and realized that. That there turned my life around in terms of,、uh, I turned my cap around. I got a better attitude. I cast down my buckets. I got my attitude adjusted to the prevailing winds. And his wife drug me kicking and screaming through junior high math because I would not, would not have passed had it not been for her. So there's a lot of people in my life who just, At the right time, gave me the right smack across the grill or whatever was needed. So I'm grateful that I, I, I tried to extend it back to others, loved ones, birth ones, or others. Just this is why it's, it's harder and harder nowadays because you can't say anything to these kids. You can't say anything to the mamas. Oh, I, want, I need a mentor for my dad. I mean, for my child.、Uh, yeah, they used to call those daddies, but. Uh, in the case that you don't want to deal with your baby daddy because you have issues, just realize the prison, the school to prison pipeline starts with you. But I digress. So I finished there,、uh, high school there in Joliet, went to junior college, transferred there down to Morehouse, left there, joined the Nation of Islam. Graduation weekend, Minister Farrakhan spoke during the baccalaureate commencement week, was a week of activities. And Farrakhan spoke during the baccalaureate. Joshua and Coma spoke to the commencement. Joshua and Coma was the、uh, freedom fighter who fought alongside Robert Mugabe there in Rhodesia.、Uh, Stephen,、uh, what's his name?、Oh, a couple of the brothers who were part of the ANC freedom movement, their kids went to Morehouse at the same time. Marty King, Jay Johnson, Spike Lee、uh, were some of the folks who were in the class with us. And、uh, Minister Farrakhan spoke for like almost two and a half, if not three hours. Never spoke above a whisper. Never raised his voice. One of the things that he said that resonated with me to the extent that made me want to join. He said, There's no unemployment problem in the black community. And this is still true today. He said, There's an attitude problem. He said, Most of you young blacks excuse me, take the position that unless somebody p a y you $300 an hour because you're now an engineer, you're now a lawyer, you're now a doctor, you're now whatever, that you ain't going to do nothing. Ain't no, no, brother, there's plenty of work to be done. You just don't want to do it. You don't want to pay the price. I'm going to finish this when we take this break here. Our number is 601 879 0002. Complete Exteriors Roofing and Gutter sponsoring the hotline. Their number is 326 2755. Area code 601. All right, folks, we're back. Hey, and it is the new year, 2024. Uh, just like the old year, folks, this is the year of the mirror. Many will not like what they see reflected back in it. 
Everything that you say you believe, you're going to get tested. Yes, that includes the strong man. Everybody who's been BSing and BSing themselves and BSing others, it's going to show. So I don't care who, what you say you believe in, what you worship, baby, you're going to get tested. Speaking of that, I want to remind you,、uh, you might want to test that heating and air conditioning unit. If your heating unit is not working optimally, you need to call the ACDR, the AC Doctor. ACDoctor.com, ACDR.com on the web, or call this number, 601 706 And your comfort is their concern. So if you're not comfortable with your heating, one room is just intolerable. You got somebody back there complaining, I'm freezing in here while everybody else is burning up, or vice versa. Your system is not balanced. Your system needs the AC doctor to come in and resolve what's wrong with your system. Because when it's balanced, you're not jumping up and down, constantly adjusting the thermostat. There's a method to the madness, and they figure it out each individual system. That's what they do. So check them out today, theacdr.com or 601 706 And they're Central Mississippi, <coughs> foremost authority on geothermal when it comes to troubleshooting, installation, and repair. That's what they do. So check them out today, theacdr.com. All right, folks, getting back to my monologue, and I appreciate your indulgence not to interrupt while I'm speaking. Spewing this here. Minister Farrakhan spoke during the baccalaureate and he said there's no unemployment problem in the black community. There's an attitude problem. And the truth is, even more so today, we got some funky attitudes. In fact, the black community is collapsing as a result of these ungodly, unspiritually sound, unspiritually supported approaches, attitudes, beliefs, and way of life. Our culture is collapsing on the On, on the weight of the sin and inordinacy that we've embraced because we want to be good party goers, in this case, the Democrat Party. But that's another part of the monologue. But here's the deal my affiliation with the Nation of Islam, because I wasn't raised in a household that talked about race. In fact, I don't even ever recall my parents talking about it, ever. I just don't. Of course, I was the youngest, so. There's a lot of things they didn't talk about around me or in my presence or in my ears, presence of my ears that, you know, they may have. But I never heard my dad come home or my mom come home or my grandmama, uncle, anybody else talking about, man, the white man beat us down today. Oh, man, that ball. And I never heard that.、Uh, we always had medical care.、Uh, there was my grandmother worked for Dr. Thurston, who was a. Doctor there in Decatur, and we always had medical care. I mean, I don't remember anybody not getting services that they needed, of course. Again, a lot of things I just was not aware of because that wasn't in my, my belly wick, as it were. But the point was is that I didn't go away to school thinking, man, the white man's against me. I just wanted to see black people do better. I was there when、uh, Jesse, you know, Jesse was behind the shooting of Fred Hampton, too. Y'all know that, don't you? When I say he was behind it, the FBI was clearing the decks of anybody who might be a rival to Jesse, and they killed Frank, I mean,、uh, Fred and Mark Hampton. Sheriff Elrod and uh, uh, Axelrod, rather,、uh, and、uh, what was the other? Hanrahan, D- District Attorney Hanrahan. I swore vengeance on those SOBs. But at the end of the day, when I got down there to Atlanta, 
And I saw that this was an opportunity to help build the nation. Because I was buying into the rhetoric that Farrakhan was spewing, Elijah Muhammad was spewing. Then, as I got into it and got further into it, I realized that, you know what? This guy's no different than Reverend Ike. He's no different than the prosperity preachers. He's no different than the federal government. He had us out there selling newspapers and fruit and all that kind of stuff. And he's living the life of luxury. Got homes in about eight different cities. When I say he has, the nation had homes in about eight different cities. <clears throat> the Arab countries was raining money down on the nation of Islam, Gaddafi, Qatar, Saudi Arabia, <coughs> some of these other countries. None of the money made it down to the local mosque that I was aware of. Farrakhan was in a position to, if he wanted to start a bank, black folks would have got right behind it. Frank, Farrakhan doesn't trust himself. This is what I discovered. Not a bad person. He's like anybody else. You find a fool, you bump their head. The things that he said, he's able to speak concretely of abstract terms and concepts that you can say, yeah, yeah, yeah. But at the end of the day, there is no there there. The Moonies, who came along about the same time as Farrakhan stood back up, came in, sold their flowers on the corner and at the airports and made their money when about buying newspapers and banks and everything else across the world and across the globe. And then we still renting buildings for our meetings and things like that. And I said, no, no, no. And then when I saw Farrakhan riding around in a two-seater Mercedes being top of the line, and he down here telling us about security and how he got to be secure. They used to put me outside of his uh, motel, hotel room door when he came to Atlanta. Because they said, well, you look like Farrakhan. So if they, wait a minute, you put me out to get shot? <laughs> anyway, I was gullible. But the story was this here. I quit fooling with him. No, nah, bro, you ain't building no nation. You just getting your hustle on. If by now we ain't built nothing yet, I ain't here to drop salt on the brothers out there getting they whatever. The bottom line is, brothers, at the end of the day, you got to have some fruit, fruit. But anyway, I left the nation, rejoined, came home to Christ in 1996, seven. And I remember word of faith, Kevin, pastor, Kevin E. Wright. He did a series on the name of Jesus. And this is to you pastors out there who pass out flyers. When Word of Faith first came to Jackson, they passed out flyers through the neighborhood and things like that. And that flyer came to my, I never, I wouldn't throw it away. I didn't throw it away. And at the time, I wasn't going to the mosque. I wasn't involved in the nation. I was just uh, floating. But I wouldn't go outside on Sundays before church was out because I didn't want nobody to know that I wasn't affiliated. And then one night I had been out to the club partying and I got home and I was going through the drawer of something and this flyer floats back up. I said, I'm going to go here in the morning. It went over there. So I'm sitting in the back. I'm listening to Kevin, Pastor Wright. He did a series on the name of Jesus. Just started it. That was the first Sunday, six-week series. The name of Jesus. To make a long story short, at the end of that six weeks, because I kept coming back, and I'm sitting back there with my arms folded saying, yeah, Negro, uh-huh. Yeah, I can see through this scam. Whatever, uh-huh. Six weeks later, the end of that sermon I had to come down in had to bow my heart bend my knee and rededicate it and it was timely to have done that in my personal life 
because it girded my loins for what was to come in the marriage, the death, and a lot of other things that just I would not have been able to. Because in Islam, this, folks, there's not, there's not compassion in Islam. It's all law. It's all law. Ain't no compassion. Ain't no mercy. So, to make a long story short, I returned home, and that's when I started. You know, I was raised in a conservative household. So were you. What you learned at the dinner table wasn't liberalism. That's something we acquired through our affiliation with that demonic, satanic Democrat Party, which began in 1968 after Dr. King was killed. That year was the. Year they talk about the Democrat Party and the Republican Party switching parties. No, that's when black folks switched and lost their damn minds and joined up with the Democrat Party. When Fannie Lou went to Chicago and they let her in after wouldn't not after not having let her in in New Jersey in '64, they had four years to get ready. Those devils got ready, and when they let us in, that was the end of the black community. Look at us now, nothing but hookers, holes, and pimps, scallywags, con men, grifters. Where are the Dr. Peoples? Where are the Dr. Kings? Where are the Megavers? They don't exist. They're men and women who are scamming with a million dollar loan to their frat brothers over at Jackson State so they can hustle off the rest of us. Nah, bruh. Back when we were Negroes, we had integrity, good character. We built things that last. Now look at us now. Can't trust us with a slice of cheese. We'll steal everything ain't nailed down. Won't work on anything that requires more than two steps unless it's a criminal enterprise. Our number 601-879-0002. Let's take a quick break. We'll be right back. All right, folks, we're back. Hey, two things. I want this to be a part of your New Year's resolution. These two things I'm asking of you. Number one, to visit Tom's Fried Pies if you haven't been there. In the case of Sylvia, we want you to go back. I'm talking about today. I know you've been down there this morning. You need you to go back before they close at 6. But anyway, no, seriously. Tom's Fried Pies, put that on your to-do list. They're located in Rich Land, Mississippi, down Highway 49 South, south of Kroger. When you get the Kroger's there, you got Walmart on one side, Kroger on the other. South of Kroger's on that same side is a Walgreens. Across from Walgreens is a shopping center. In that shopping center is Tom's Fried Pies. Home of the best fried pies known to mankind. People, you really, everybody who's tried it said, man, these things really are good. Whether you get the meat pie or the fruit pie, you may even suggest the pie. They're open to all suggestions. So stop by there, put that on your to-do list. Make sure you visit Tom's Fried Pies there in Richland, Mississippi. And when you go in there, if you see a guy sitting to your left at the checker table, that's Tom. The checker king. He's probably got the checker king crown on his head. He liked the floss. I mean, he'll put on one of those capes and, you know, he makes you kiss the ring and all that. Then you can sit down and play him in a game of checkers. See if you can beat the king. But anyway, Tom's Fried Pies. And the other thing I want you to commit to do is visiting Two Gun Tactical. Two Gun Tactical, 667 Casey Lane there in Flowood, Mississippi. So, you know, Flowood Drive turns into Highway 49 South when you cross over Highway 80. So we encourage you when you... uh. Uh, in that area, go down to uh, Two Gun Tactical or check them out online, twoguntactical.com. Schedule some courses for the new year. Give your uh, course, uh, give the courses away or gift certificates where they can take courses, 
buy firearms, buy ammo, buy accessories, buy training, buy time on a simulator by going to twoguntactical.com. All these things we're asking that you do, put it on your to do list. Twoguntactical.com, and we're going to be having, when the grand opening is ready for the、uh, new location, we're going to be having John White back in along with his lovely daughter, Veronica, and they'll be telling us about all the new offerings there at the new location. Highway 51 at Lake Harbor, there in Ridgeland, Mississippi. All right, back to my monologue. I appreciate your indulgence, those who have been waiting.、Uh, my whole point in telling you about this background, I want to tell you how I came home to conservatism. So, as I left the nation of Islam and returned home to Christ, my conservatism has never been in doubt. I mean, I've always been conservative. My parents have always been conservative. That's how we got over, that's how we got here. This liberalism crap, this is all of Satan. And so, as a result of that, you know, when Mr.、Uh, Ronald Reagan became president, I remember reading an article, and I was still in Atlanta at that time. No, actually, I was on the road. I, I recall I was still reading the AJC, Atlanta Journal Constitution, on the road, et cetera. And I remember there,、um, there was an editorial done by the、uh, editorial board of the Atlanta Journal Constitution talking about Ronald Reagan. And it pointed out the fact that, and I thought about it, I said, yeah, this is true. Reagan didn't stop you because, you know, black folks have always been told who they, who they need to hate ever since 1968. If the Democrat Party tells you you need to hate Trump, they're going to hate Trump. They tell you to hate Reagan, they hate Reagan. They tell you to hate Republicans, they hate Republicans. The truth of the matter is, the black folks are, we're our own problems. It ain't racism. We do stupid stuff when we do it in spades, pun intended. But the AJC said that, Ronald Reagan didn't stop you. He didn't deny you if you wanted to go to college or if you wanted to be a street walker, if you wanted to get strung out on crack. He didn't deny you that. You can make your choice, do whatever the hell you want. People were mad at Reagan because the way Reagan approached the、uh, function of government. They wanted Ronald Reagan to have a gay door. A female door of opportunity, a white door, a black door, a brown door. He said, No. I'm here to swing open the doors of opportunity and let those who will come through. And yet, a lot of people who refused to go through, they stood outside on the outside of the door, complaining, walking with placards and signs and bitching and moaning. He didn't give a damn. He wasn't going to beg you. So many people could not receive that because they're. They had gotten used to, or they were being trained to get used to what they become accustomed to today. That's why many folks can't take advantage of all America has to offer because they're too busy damn complaining. I say, let them rot. Let them die on the vine. We owe them zip. That's why all the foreigners coming to this country, oh, they got something for you, you knuckleheads out there. Who don't want to pull your weight in the face of all this opportunity? Oh, baby, they're going to eat your lunch. Black folks, told you 2024 is the year of the mirror. All the foolishness we've been engaged in? Oh, baby. The invoice is getting served in two fold, baby. All you Negroes who dropped salt on the strong man for the last 40 years about my conservatism, about my affiliation with Trump, the Tea Party, the Republican Party, conservatism, et cetera. Your world's about to collapse. All that crap you talked, ain't none of y'all standing on business. Ain't none of y'all ten toes down for the foolishness you talked about. 
everything you propose ain't working. The schools are broke, the streets are broke, the government's broke, everybody's stealing, ain't enough money to do anything, and it's all your fault. And I ain't gonna let it go. Oh, I'm gonna be calling folks out by name in 2 4. Desiree, I'm calling you out by name. Barry, calling you out by name. Because y'all pointed your bony finger at me about what I believe, and w e done everything y'all asked to do, and look at us now. So, who's gonna fix this? See, the truth of the matter is, you didn't like black folks, you don't love black folks, and you don't intend to make things better for black folks. You're making stuff better for yourself. And guess what? I don't have a problem with that because I'm doing it for me. But I ain't out here saying that I got something for you. I'm working on your behalf. I ain't misleading nobody. I ain't got nothing for you. To the extent that I can help you, I will, but I ain't going around the corner for you. And I ain't co signing your delusion, your fantasies that what the hell you're doing makes sense. I was listening to Clay yesterday. And he was talking about the black community. Always want somebody to fix something for him. Screw the black community. We don't want to fix it for ourselves after we run around here telling everybody w e grown? Oh, no. I wouldn't put up this with that conversation for my kids. Oh, y o u grown? Oh, okay. Cool. Let me fold my purse. All this trash talking is in. I'm encouraging folks, white folks, black folks. Don't put up with folks' stuff. Don't put up with black people's crap. Black people don't put up with black people's crap. White people don't. Don't nobody put up with it. If you're a grown man in America, you pull your own weight. If the Holy Spirit tells me to help you, I will. But I don't owe you. Zip. Don't even step to me and talk about what I owe you. Because what I owe you, you better pray I don't give you. Because it's going to jeopardize my salvation. All these old fake Negroes out here. Pretending that t h e y working on behalf of black folks? Now, let me, having said that, I don't fault Benny for, for scamming black folks. Black folks want to be scammed. They know this crap ain't working for nobody but him. They like drinking dookie water. That's why I told Snowball, I don't want your damn vote. You don't believe in what I'm saying? Then work against me. Get your crew together. Get your weight up and be there on election day. But I'm appealing to people who want things to work. Black, white, or sky blue, green. Ain't nobody fooling with your delusional Negroes out here pretending that your blackness means something to somebody. It ain't nothing but a vehicle for a hustle. I saw it with Faircon. I saw it with Benny. I saw it with the Black Caucus. I saw it with these black politicians who won't do what they're down there for. They, many won't even take time to go to training to get, learn the damn job. And then you want to put everything on white folks. No, not on my watch. And I'm not a special pleader for white folks. I just don't want y'all to break every damn thing, which you're more than content to do. Now, having said that, when I returned home to conservatism, I was like Paul Revere. That's how I ended up on the radio. Benny Thompson went up there after telling us how, what a danger white folks were and how much danger we were in because of white folks. First thing he did, the first vote, he, not the second. The first vote he took was to disarm people because they put some money in his tip jar. And this is what I've been seeing down through the years. These black folks will sell us out quicker than the iPhone. Give them a chance. Brother, I just mentioned all this black talk down through the years. And when the time came to hit a bag, he took that bag. Look, I understand the allure of the money, 
But brother, you told me you was walking in faith, living off, off the strength of the black folks and all that. And when you had a chance to make sure everybody ate, you made sure you and your family ate. Brother, I understand it. I don't agree with it. All I'm saying is, I'm telling you now, I ain't got nothing for you. So you can go on and get yourself together, go on down the street, ask somebody else, but I ain't got nothing for you. I ain't trying to break your plate. And while you're trying to get your crop in the ground, I ain't going to be walking in your row, kicking dirt up and, and throwing seeds and weeds down there. I'm just going to let you do what you do. They won't even do that. They make our way hard. When they took that million dollars and gave it to the Jackson State Foundation, that was straight up theft. And it was done by people who love black folks. But because they got their little side groups, the Kappas, okay, it's all good now. Okay. Well, see, if that's what you're going to do, brother, why don't you stand on it? Which Kenny did. He said, man, yeah, this is part of our legacy as Kappas. Brother, that's fine. But you got everybody else out here waiting to eat, and you getting yourself another bag. But now, I don't blame them, because you got a lot of black folks who don't do right, won't do right by themselves. The Legislative Black Caucus is down at the state capitol right now. $10 to a donut. They went down there without nothing written down. They ain't got no plan or agenda. Every year it's the same thing. Now let a white man propose something that affects uh, the predominantly black city of Jackson. Oh, that's racism. But it ain't triflingism when you don't propose anything to fix any of the problems that they trying to fix. No. I'm not co-signing that delusion, dog. I'm charging right into the crowd of this of this foolishness. Our number six zero one eight seven nine zero 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 two. Let's take a break. All right, we'll finish up here with my little monologue here. Uh, the bottom line is this: here, my conservatism came as a result of just watching all the things that don't work in the black community, and. Uh, Folks, we just got to go. We have to go in a different direction. These people who are pushing us with ideals and programs that don't work anywhere, they don't have any proof this stuff works. They just feel strongly about it. Well, I feel just as strongly about my position as they are about theirs. And I'm just saying, I'm about to fight for mine just like they've been fighting for theirs. So going into 2024, taking the gloves off. No more Mr. Nice Guy. You're wrong. You're wrong as apartheid. You cannot get right. You can try to couch it in blackness. You can couch it in your frat or sorority. Hoss, if it ain't moving the needle, if I can't eat, if I'm, you breaking my plate, it's got to stop. I don't mean maybe or perhaps. It's going to stop. So, and I don't need a crowd or everybody else to agree with me for me to take this position and for me to charge y'all. See, you had not had any pushback. You've been having free reign for the last 40 years and you Negroes are running amok here in the city of Jackson and across this state. Enough of this bozo crap. I promise you, no other surety other than God's word itself that these things be so. I'm going to break this up at the dope. And I don't mean maybe. I don't mean perhaps. I'm talking about show enough. Because you don't have an answer. Our kids are running amok. Our two and three, four-year-old, five-year-old girls are dancing the sexy red and you mamas are letting them do this here? No, you are wrong. What you're doing is wrong. And we're not going to keep playing. And you guilt-ridden white folks, if you would just stand down and let somebody fix this crap, but you're getting high off your notion of compassion for black people. Bruh, pull up, dog. Pull up. 
three years trying to keep black people down. Now I'm caught up with you, son. And now you're on this radio station crying yeah. like a No, sir. Radio station. All right, folks, we're back. The first day we're back of the new year is Wednesday, back to Christ Wednesday. And uh, uh, we want to wish, hope everybody had a happy new year's. All was well. I did get to try the uh, cat leg recipe. That's right, folks. Chris donated two cat legs, hind legs, hind quarters, if you will, to the strong man and uh, gave me what I found out. That, first of all, they weren't bad. I probably didn't cook it the way he, I mean, I fried them. What I should have done was after I fried them, I should have went on and, and kind of let them cook in a little gravy. Uh, but I fried them. And folks, I, look, I've never heard of anybody. Now, you know, Chris is a little bit, let's just say, stranger. He gave me a little thing. He said, this is dipping sauce we put the meat in. You know, you just pull you off a little bit of meat and dip it in there. I said, well, what is it? He said, just try it. And then call me after you got done. So I'm cooking and, you know, I fried it. I'm thinking, okay, looks looks good. Look like chicken legs, actually. You know, you just, I had to had to beat it with a little mallet, to, you know, get them, get them where I wanted to go. Uh, so I fried it up and then, you know, had some little green beans and scrying beans, as they call it. And now, here's the deal. So I try this little dip and I said, man, what is this taste? I said, it tastes like mayonnaise and Oreos. What the hell? Chris, what? Chris, what am I eating, man? You eating cat, dog? You eating cat? I said, but I'm talking about this sauce, man. I'm getting over the cat thing. What is this sauce you done got here? Man, that's a family, bruh. I, I, it's Oreos and mayonnaise, dog. What? Man, you got me, bruh. Anybody eat cat? I don't think eating Oreos and mayonnaise is a big stretch for you, bruh. I'm just like, who? How did you get this combination in your mind, bruh? That threw the whole thing off. I was cool with it, you know, with the with the fried, the cat legs. They okay. The meat. I don't even know how to describe the meat. It wasn't bad. It wasn't, you know, it ain't something. Okay, man, I can't wait till they open up a cat leg store. Uh, but the dipping sauce, Oreos, and mayonnaise. I kept trying to figure. I said, "What are these little brown specks? This chocolate looking." Okay. Yeah. <sighs> Anyway, that's my experience for the new year, folks. Uh, I don't think that's going to become a tradition anywhere but at Chris's house. And again, folks, mayonnaise and Oreos. Let's go to Mobile, Bob. Hey, man. (laughs) You're eating a cat? (laughs) I had not. I mean, that got got eclipsed by the sauce, bro. He's... (laughs) Hey, you do have a striking resemblance to Farrakhan, you know, somebody just glance at you and not really not really looking. <laughs> yeah, I can see you being Farrakhan decoy there. <laughs> yeah, back in his younger days and in my younger days, you know, we both had a little part thing and the faded 
hairline and all that thing. And then I put on my little bow tie. And they thought I was trying to be like Farrakhan. A lot of brothers in the mosque down there in Atlanta. Uh, so, you know, it was, I think that was really what it was. The brother that was the, uh, uh, that was in charge, he was kind of jealous. He had, he had did a stint. He's a good brother, but, you know, he had me on all sorts. Of, I mean, they would call you up like at two in the morning. Okay, you need to be at the mosque at three. You know, he's just trying to show your fidelity to the calls and yada, yada, yada. But I didn't, wow. t- I didn't get to tell you, I didn't tell you about the fact that we were intimately involved with the, uh, Atlanta child murders. I have to tell that sometime about the role of the Nation of Islam in uh, finding. We identified three people who were involved with a couple of the murders, and we turned the information over to the task force. And Mater didn't want that because of the number one who had who had discovered it and the implications. Because Atlanta was already a powder keg, and they were trying to keep it from blowing up. But there were more than one murderers of those boys this group here was they ran a tv repair business and uh, uh, a couple of the boys uh, three of the boys actually were uh, uh, people who they had worked on the tvs at their home back then people were still getting their tvs repaired but anyway they didn't they didn't accept the information they blew it off but they didn't want to but those guys were guilty of sins and they did have uh, they were affiliated with the Democrat Party. They were high up Democrats, no question about it. But it was an interesting. <laughs> well, it uh, me. Yeah, it was it interesting. Surprised me at all. <laughs> you said Farrakhan said that well, there's no uh, employment problem. It's just what, an attitude problem. An attitude, yep, a bad attitude. We don't. We got the attitude that until we get paid X number of dollars, we ain't gonna do nothing. Well, you see the result of that. How that's working out for us. He said, you know, he's like, oh, like a broken clock. You mm. can't be right twice a day, can he? Mm. <laughs> Every now and then he'll you know, have a brief moment of uh, lucidity, conservatism, or, you know, common sense, I guess, is really what it is. Uh, and like you say, even today, there's an attitude problem, a cultural problem, really. Mm-hmm. Uh, and what the country as a whole now, is, you know, it's, it's set off the whole country having the uh, attitude cultural problem. American culture right now is becoming total garbage. Watching the commercial, I think it was about some uh, casino or whatever, and they have Megan the Stallion on there in the advertising. It's like, yeah, that's the black person you promote out to people as used to be promoted to, to people. Uh, that woman there, yeah, yeah, that, that's who more black girls need to emulate. That's the black, that's the black girl you all need to go out there towards uh, to, for girls to, to try to emulate. Yeah, it drives me crazy. That's why. Black culture is really going to be the American culture is becoming total garbage. Mm. It's been there. I can see why people now criticize the way he does. Um, you know, you talk about Jim Rowe, the conservatism. Mine was, I guess, a little sooner than yours. I guess, you know, so you say 97. Mm-hmm. Uh, my story, like, yeah, back on your 87. What's your name? No, 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 no. In 97, I returned home to Christianity, which is. The my conservatism was just made manifest. Islam, the Nation of Islam, is actually a very conservative movement. Uh, you know, Farrakhan just started supporting Jesse because him and Jesse were involved, and he involved with the death of Malcolm, and Jesse was involved with the death of Martin. So they had that that kinship, uh, and so that's where that's come from. So when he came out and supported a, a Democrat in Jesse Jackson, it was understandable. But Elijah Muhammad. Basically, if you listen to the teachings of Elijah Muhammad, the white devils he talk about is the white Democrat. There is no the description is 
to the T. No, of course it's not. Mm-hmm. Of course it is. Right. The Democrats were the ones running the, uh, the, the Klan and all that back in the day. Right. Um, I used to listen to a show called Crossfire, if you remember Crossfire, back right. on CNN. Right. Back when CNN was actually a legit news outlet, and they were actually trying to be fair mm-hmm. to, to a degree, they had a show on there called Crossfire with uh, Pat Buchanan and some other liberal guy. I, can, I don't know who he was. can't mm-hmm. remember who he is. Oh, well, listen to it, you know, me thinking, okay, um, so I'll be a black, or I'm going to be a Democrat, so this guy's more Democrat, so I'm going to watch the debate show and be on the side of the the, the, uh, the, the liberal, and the more I kept listening, the more I kept agreeing with Pat Buchanan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Right. laughs> that makes sense. That makes sense. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it got so bad on it, okay, I was trying to force myself to agree with the, with the liberal on something. I didn't agree with him on anything. I finally had to realize, hey, wait a minute. Y'all agree with this guy on anything. Was supposed to be making me a liberal? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then the Kellogg came Rush Limbaugh. And I started listening to him because I thought he was just an idiot. But at first, you know, never hardly listened to him. Same thing. I just kept listening. And I agree with that. I agree with that. I agree with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what is it about me? I'm just supposed to be a Democrat and liberal again when... Every, and of course, none of what they say aligned up with the liberals say aligned up with the Bible. And the conservatives constantly just lining up with what you're supposed to believe and you believe the Bible. <laughs> so I just had to get me. I probably just gave it up. And said, Come on, you're you fooling yourself. Stop trying to force yourself to be something you're not. And I said, yeah, Okay, I, yeah, I'm concerned. And I think that the uh, Republican voted for with George H.W. with George Bush's dad over uh, uh, Clinton. That was his first over Clinton. Right. And people were, how did you do this? How did you do that? And I kept saying, you listen to what these people actually say. You know, back in the 92, back then, I started actually listening to what people said. Right. <laughs> and, and, that, and go off of their emotions, see what I'm supposed to be. And when I started actually listening, like you said, the conservativeness that I was raised in my household started to ring true. And 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 the authority, the Democrats are not bad. You, you keep saying one thing, but this party doing the opposite of what you claim you believe. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and and that's the thing when I'm talking about coming home to conservatism. You know, we knew these things to be. Look, my approach is what I learned at the dinner table trumps anything that somebody else can tell me. Uh, short of them bringing the receipts, facts, because I'm gonna yield to the truth. I'm gonna. I mean, I'm not gonna. You know, they defy the law of gravity because somebody else, oh. But at the end of the day, uh, the template of the word of God and what I learned at the dinner table from people who at great sacrifice told me the things that I learned at the dinner table. Because with 11 kids, my mother wasn't raising us with the hope, oh, I hope they uh, stay and roost on my doorstep at 18 and never leave. She wanted us up out of there. She wanted a vacation. You know, but now it's it, it, it's fashionable to ruin your kid's life using their Social Security number or using their opportunities so you can relive your, your glory days. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And, and uh, not, unfortunately, not enough black people were doing what you and I did. You know, hey, uh, what you're telling me ain't lining up mm-hmm. with uh, what's actually, what I'm, number one, what I'm seeing <laughs> And number two, what the Bible said. Right. So both of them, it was said, you know, okay, you keep telling me such and such, but I keep seeing this. 
and even way back then when they first were talking about voter ID, voter ID is nothing new, folks. This was talking about this back in the uh, back in the nineties. Mm-hmm. And I was feel like, are you guys, are you listening to what they're saying about you? Like, because you're black, you can't get voter ID. Do you understand what that means? Right. It's it really just kind of flummoxed me that uh, that so many it's black people, especially, do just simply don't listen to what these people are saying. It's just a knee jerk. Uh, feeling emotional attitude reaction without actually hearing what the other side is saying. They just were programmed to vote Democrat, Republicans vote, Republicans racist, blah, 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 racist, racist, racist. And I can, okay, um, show me the evidence and I'll believe it. Well, <laughs> Every time I try to give them a charge, they couldn't. Well, here, here's the if deal. Someone, here's the deal. 2024, all that foolishness is about to be revealed. Black folks can talk all that trash about uh, what they think of Republicans and white people. The problem is that the weight of our own foolishness, inordinacy, and sins is about to bear witness to the foolishness that we've been indulged in, that it don't work. Our communities are collapsing. The people that they're bringing in to replace Americans don't give a damn about black people and their whining and all that complaining they're doing, and we're about to find out in short order that we don't count. We've been used and been misused, and don't blame nobody but the black leadership, the black preachers, the black politicians, and your black self. Don't blame nobody else. Yeah, and again, the culture needs to be just, I mean, because, again, American culture as a whole is going down the tubes, you know, with all this transgender nonsense and all this other crap. Mm-hmm. But when you can, you have a black woman on TV and some advertiser for anything, something you're selling, and Megan the Stallion is the black woman you want to put out there. Mm-hmm. I mean, that, that, that speaks it right there. Um, you listen to her lyrics, listen to her songs, nah, nah, doesn't matter. She, <coughs> she's the popular one. And it's unfortunate. She's way too popular. So, well, yeah, uh, to that extent, Sarah Connor's right. The, the attitude needs to change. The culture needs to change. Again, not just for black folk, for the whole of America. Well, you listen to Jason Whitlock, the interview he did. I can't think of the doctor's name from one of those schools. He said, just look at the black man. In 20 years, we went from gangster rappers to gay rappers. We went from yeah. uh, 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 mainly NBA players to gay NBA players. They're making yeah. this stuff yeah. popular, and we're buying into it. Mm-hmm. And won't nobody say anything. The Barbara Mikes of the world, oh. they're too busy hating Trump, and they don't realize, what do they say, straining at a gnat and uh, whatever that Bible saying uh, about getting the, looking at the, ignoring the plank in your eye and you're straining at a splinter in somebody else's. The bottom line is this oh, foolishness is about to get caught up with. Oh, real, real quick, here's another killer. I, I, used to, I used to love watching Doctor Who back in the day. I mean, it was one about the time I was trying to switch it, but I used to love watching Doctor Who. They finally get a, you know, black, and Doctor Who, you know, can supposed to be able to regenerate. When he dies, he regenerates. That's what I've been going on for over, I'll be off, since I've been a kid. Uh, he, he just regenerates to another person. He finally regenerates to a black, a black man. First black man, there'll be Doctor Who, and he's a gay Doctor Who. <laughs> that's the whole thing about it, man. Okay, so the first black doctor who was a man, and you make him a homo. Okay, yeah. Yeah, I don't have time for that foolishness. I'm done with it. I'm, I'm not co-signing your fantasy that you're a man. I'm not adhering to your foolish pronouns. Get over yourself. Accept me for who I am. I'm somebody who don't accept you for who you are. Accept that, okay? If you can't accept that, screw you. Eh. All right, brother, got to take a break. Of course, it's going to fail, but they don't care. All right, man. All right, let's take a break. We'll be right back.
All right, folks, we're back. It's the new year, 2024, the year of the mirror. Many will not like what they see in the reflection in that mirror. Be ye ready. You're going to get tested. Our government, the FBI, DHS, CIA, DOD, they're all planning the last stand to take over America. The senior executive service of our country, agencies, have decided they can take us all down and subjugate us to their will. I say let's fight back. Let's stress test and lamp poles if necessary to express the sum of our discontent. Our number, 601-879-0002. The hotline is brought to you by Complete Exteriors Roofing and Gutter. I want to remind you also, my Pierre Consultants, I was telling you about your home collects about 40 pounds of dust each year. And I know many of you are saying, you know what? All of a sudden, my allergies don't go away. They seem like they're just here all the time. You realize your home could very well have reached critical mass on that dust accumulation. That's right. 40 pounds a year. You've been in there 15 years. That's a lot of weight, baby. That's 400. That's almost 600 pounds of dust. And so, what do you need? You need my peer air consultants. What they will come in and do is clean your air ducts in your home throughout the house, throughout your heat and cooling system. And you may find out, wow, now I'm getting some relief. Because you just hit critical mass. Because you say, well, I was going all these years, didn't have any problems. I know. You just got enough in there now, and it's blowing directly out of the vents onto your nose. And you can't breathe. You got allergies. The microbes, the fungi, the debris, the dirt, the dust needs to be cleaned every now and then. They'll do the same thing with your ducts on your、uh, clothes dryer. MyPierreConsultants.com. That's MyPierreConsultants.com. Mention WYAB. Get $100 off your air duct cleaning service. And the number over there is 939 7420. Air code 601. MyPierreConsultants.com. All right, let's go to Sylvia. Yes, ma'am. Hey, Kim. How's it going? Hey, Miss Fried Pies. What's up? <laughs> you know, I just wanted to tell you, you're such a trip. You are a trip and a half, okay? <laughs> When you were talking about Tom's Fried Pie, I had just left the place. <laughs> you just walked in the door, really? I had just left the place. I was in the vehicle. I turned on the radio. <laughs> you were talking about Tom's Fried Pie. My goodness. You mentioned me. So, yes, I guess I'm his unofficial mascot. <laughs> That's right. That's right. That's right, folks. So, we're going to have, well, have a picture of you with a, a Tom's Fried Pie. It's kind of like a, 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 well, a picture of you with a fried pie. Yeah, we have well, to get a no, picture of it. I don't want to do that because then I, you guys might make fun of me. Well. Because I'm a little chubby, you know. But I've lost it. Let the fat fly, baby. This is the two fold. Let it go at this point. I, no, I'm not going to let it go. I just have not gained back that weight. As long as I don't gain back that 55 pounds, I'm fine. At least that's how I feel. My doctor says a whole other thing. But anyway, <laughs> I wanted to tell you, you're a trip, but I've already said that. But here's that passage in scripture that you were referring to. This is the New Living Translation, Matthew chapter 7, verses 3 through 5. And why worry about a speck in your friend's eye when you have a log in your own? That's right. How can right. you think of saying to your friend, Let me help you get rid of that speck in your eye when you can't see past the log in your own eye? Hypocrite. First, get rid of the log in your own eye, then you will. See well enough with that speck. Excuse me. Then you will see well <coughs> enough to deal with the speck in your friend's eye. 
Matthew chapter 7, verses 3 to 5, and that's the New Living Translation. Well, all right now. Huh. Well, I just wanted to let you know that I was there, and I was leaving, as you said. And you have a good day and a good time, and I hope you had a really good New Year's and Happy New Year, because you can say it up to seven days. After that, you don't say it any longer. All right. Well, that's under advisement. And again, thank you、All、for、right. patronizing you Tom's Fried Pod. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. All right. Let's go to Kevin. What's up, my friend? Hello. Hey, you're on the air, brother. Yeah. How you doing, Mr. Wade? I've called him before.、Um, I've heard that Tucker Carlson might be, that they want him to run for VP, but he says he doesn't want to. But, and one of the things that he will bring up was the, is the aliens. <laughs> Now, Mr. Paracon had mentioned going up in the、uh, mothership, which、right. I'm thinking he was referring to Ezekiel's wheel in the Bible. Do you know anything about Mr. Paracon going up in a spaceship? He said this out loud. Yeah, yeah, he does. It's, it's, I mean, it's out there on the internet. You can get it on YouTube if you.、Uh, no, I, I heard him say it. <laughs> well, that's well, what I'm look, saying. His, his speech is on YouTube. I mean, what, I, and I'm not putting him down for it. I'm not putting Tucker Carlson down for it. Do you really believe that that is, has been going on? If that's what he says his experience is, it's, it's not without a realm of possibility that、uh, there's other life out there. And.、Uh, You know, somebody, I got something the other day about basically we're all living in a simulation, and the gentleman goes on to point out that, you know, when we look at our lives as human beings, we're basically some kind of app that's being applied to us.、Uh, you know, what we're doing is just all part of a software program that's been programmed by somebody higher than us. So it's above my pray grade to understand that and believe, you know, all the things, you know. I, I don't know. That, that, that's cool. I said that to say this. All right. There's some controversy going on about who would be the best VP for President Trump. And they're pushing the idea of Carlson. I don't think that Carlson has enough experience, <laughs> but on the, by the same token, who else does? I mean. Well, you know what? We, we, we keep talking about experience. So much of what's wrong with America is because people are just crooked. They lack character and integrity. They won't do what's right, even when right's in front of them. And yet they try to make it like it's some esoteric skill. You got a brain to. No, it don't. Back when we were Negroes, back when we were Americans, back when they came off the boats on the eastern shores of America and moved westward, they didn't know all the different things. They did what they had to do from day to day. They had an overarching uh, uh, motivation that was to be able to feed themselves, their kids, and take care of their family. And take care of future generations. We go back to those. Yes, I agree with you 100%.、Uh, my wife is from Pickneyville. You're from Decatur. Yeah, yeah, yes.、Oh, okay, and I'm from Connecticut. I called in a long time ago as the、uh, Yankees. I remember I, that. I, I, I'm, I'm down here working with all kinds of people, and I have no problem. I don't know what the problem is. <laughs> Yeah. Funny. People, in people down south get along with one another. It's the politicians who are hustling and the people who won't think for themselves, who are moved on their emotions.、Uh, these people are under demonic influence, though they go to church every, every time the church door is open, yet they, they can't battle or flee spiritually. They're walking on their knees spiritually.、Uh, I don't understand it. My whole thing is, dude, stand on the word. You, you're looking for perfection before you stand on the word. Not me. Bro, I'm calling out. Jesus! I done messed up again. 
I, I, I agree with you 100%. I used to go, go to church with a guy, uh, Jim, up there. Um, Bethel House of God. I mean, uh, back when Key, Key 11180 was Key 1180. Jim, Key 11180, Jim Thorne. I, okay. You know, oh, okay. I turned 65 yesterday, okay? Oh, okay. I've been around. I'm not going to talk a bunch of BS, but I've been here long enough to where I can do two things really well. Mm-hmm. I can inhale. And I can exhale. Okay. <laughs> when that's over, it's over. <laughs> yeah. Well. I don't hurt nobody. Nobody hurts me. There you go. Well, it's good to have you out there in the audience, Yankee. How long uh, you been down hey, in the yeah. South? Hey, hey the hmm. word is double-edged sword. So we can use it the way we want. But sooner or later, if you use it the wrong way, it's going to come back and bite you in the ass. All right, brother. We appreciate you. Good to hear from you. Have a good night. All right. Thank you so much. Let's take a break. We'll be right back. All right, folks. We're back. Guess what day it is? It's Wednesday. Back to Christ Wednesday. Want to remind you, folks, this is the new year. You need to start making some relationships with some of our sponsors. If you're not, you're looking for some place to get your car trouble. The troubleshooting that you've been getting has been. Let's just say lackluster. Mayo Auto Clinic in Raymond, Mississippi. You've heard of Mayo Health Clinic? Well, Mayo Auto Clinic offer that same expertise when it comes to repair, diagnostic, diagnosing of your automobile troubles. So if you have a car you've been trying to, you want to keep, but you just haven't got no satisfaction everywhere else, go to Mayo Auto Clinic. Matter of fact, check them out online, MayoAutoClinicMS.com. They're located in Raymond. They're open at 7 a.m. Schedule your own appointment by going to the website. Uh, diesel engine repair and programming is what they do in addition to all other motors they can work on folks again you want the straight skinny you want somebody who's going to do the work go to extra mile has years of experience mail auto clinic ms.com let's go to gary gary what's up buddy hey man hey how you doing today what's going on gary right um just wanted to make a comment everyone's <laughs> talking about qualifications for VP. Yes. The only job the Vice President of the United States really has is to preside over Congress and vote in the event of a tiebreaker. And then I guess the only other qualification that I would kind of require on top of that myself would be have the people's interest at heart. Well, knowing what knowing what we know now about uh, Mike Pence and I don't know if you saw the M, uh, emails that w- circulated during the nomination process when Trump was being uh, uh, accepting the nomination for the party that evening. Uh, Paul Ryan and the Uniparty were basically uh, shoehorning Mike Pence into that position, insisting that Trump accept him. Now that Trump knows the role of the traitor Mike Pence, yeah, I mean, now, me personally, I like Vivek, but, you know, Trump's going to make his decision on that. But whoever the vice president is, I wouldn't let him in on everything that I was doing. Because you just assume yeah. that the deep state put that guy in there like they did. Uh, Mike Pence was the one who took down Mike Flynn. Yeah. Well, even back in the day, you voted for a president and then you voted for a pro- vice president. You didn't get him as a package. I don't forgot what year that changed. Yeah, I don't um, remember that. Yeah. But. That's the way it used to be, and then at some point they just changed it that, hey, president and vice president comes as a package. Hmm. Yeah, I, I thought they always ran as a team, but that could, you know, I could stand to be corrected on that. 
That's that's about all I had. I know it wasn't a whole lot, man, but I appreciate your show every day. Thank you so much. Thank you for being out there, my friend. <clears throat> Folks, uh, regarding uh, the grip and grin today, Roger Wicker did not show up. Roger Wicker, as you know, he has two opponents uh, in the primary against him. Uh, we had uh, Mr. Burton, Calum Burton on there. Officer Colonel Burton. Uh, I think he's he's formidable. I don't I wish Dan would not run, but Dan is running. Uh, you know. <sighs> Folks, we can't get out of our way ourselves. We we know how the numbers work. We know three in a race is not gonna be successful. So one of those guys is a plant. I don't know which one. I would suspect that somebody has been influenced to throw their hat in the ring. Yes, we are certainly discontented with Roger Wicker. Roger Wicker has sold America out. He and Michael Guest, they flat out sold America out. It's not even a secret. They don't even try to make a secret out of it. Roger Wicker uh, was the first one beating the drums for war in Ukraine. He authorized, encouraged, supported all the spending that has gone on there in Ukraine against the interests of America because this is how politicians are getting made. They don't need, look, the theft and the thievery is not even being, they're not even trying to hide it now. The ball's in our court as Americans to throw these people out on their face. If we don't, we get what we get. You know, I, I talk about black Democrats getting the short end of the stick and they willfully go for the short end every chance they get. Same thing with Americans as we allow this government to just degenerate into a pile of dust. All because we want to live forever. We, we're not going to be able to live forever. The good life we're experiencing is not going to last forever. In many ways, it's out of the chaos in which they intend to erect their flag on what's left of America. And as long as they have your shoulders to stand on and my shoulders to stand on, as long as their feet doesn't get in the feces that they've created, they're good. This is why if you're going to the polls, if you're going to the polls uninformed every election cycle, you're part of the problem. You're just as worse as as uh, uh, Wicker or Michael Guest. Did you see what Michael Guest has set incontinence of, of as chairman of the Ethics Commission? I'm um, excuse me, Ethics Committee rather in the House. The evidence is clear in black and white that Liz Cheney and Ben. Uh, uh, Benny Thompson destroyed evidence that the committee had collected that exonerates the J6 folks and President Trump from the legal woes that are being visited upon them by Special Prosecutor Smith and the uh, U.S. Attorney there in D.C. prosecuting the J6 protesters. Now, Michael Guest will throw out a fellow Republican in Congress for his uh, unethical behavior, and yet he's not bringing any charges against these folks. He could bring them himself. I keep telling y'all folks, the guy is a, he's a walking time bomb. He's going to sell us out at the worst possible moment. And here we thinking the worst possible moment has happened. Uh-uh. They're going to make that fool walk the plane. He took, he took the remuneration, the consideration of whatever value he got for doing what he's done. Now, you need to understand, this man has a clear conscience after watching these men and women getting sentenced to decades in prison on trumped-up charges, and he's, he's sleeping good at night. 
No, may forever the guest name be Mud here in Mississippi for what he's done. If he would just show some consideration for somebody other than himself and his family. I know many of you out there who are guest supporters, you don't like me saying, dude, what am I supposed to say? This is not cool, dog. Okay, you got your hookup. You got your boy. I know he's your friend. Yada, yada, yada. Where's your integrity, dog? Damn. Now we got Ray Epps getting six months sentence, probably house arrest for his involvement. He's up there arrogant, egging people on to go into the Capitol, and he gets six months, and people who merely stepped on Capitol grounds are getting years in prison, getting destroyed financially. No, this corruption is because the American people are too damn soft to do what men and women need to do when times are hard. These evil SOBs are not going to quit. The subjugation, the punishment, what they have for us is only going to get worse because you're dealing with sociopaths. And you're trying to say, oh, no, uh, well, <laughs> I know Michael Guess. I know. No, they're crooked. Their hearts are not right. They're going to do wrong every chance they get. When will the American people get a break? Now we come to find out over 300,000 votes were cast over and above the number of registered voters in Georgia. Now you know where he got seven, eight million. Biden got seven, eight million, seven or eight million more votes than any other president in history because of 300,000 people who don't exist voted in Georgia. And yet, they're jailing our people. All because you won't stand up for what I keep telling you. 2024 is the year of the mirror. I don't care how much money you got now, how much money you're going to get in the future, how much money you had, whether it's family legacy money or whatever, you're going to get tested. See, we're going to find out if all that belief you've been spouting matches up to the rhetoric that you got to live now. When the spotlight of freedom shows on your dome, what you going to do, dog? Because once you show weakness, they're going to destroy you. Because why should they take a chance on you coming to yourself when you folded at the fork in the road? They're not going to give you a chance to come back. No, all of us, even the strong man, all this rhetoric you've heard me speak down through the last 33 years, I'm about to get tested too. But I promise you, I'm going down swinging. When I get up to them pearly gates, hoss. I'm going to have mud and blood on my shoes, in my hair. I'm going to have skin knuckles, bite marks. I'm going to be looking for grace and mercy. But I'll be damned if I'm going to leave this mess for my grandkids and kids to deal with. So what you going to do? Preacher, you done preached Jesus, made a good living. What you going to do? I'm going to tell you now, you've already folded. You don't have the heart to stand for what's right anymore. You're scared. You say you want to see Jesus. Here's your opportunity to go. <laughs> Let me highlight you a minute <laughs> about that. There. Yeah, Negro. Uh-huh. All you preachers, particularly you black preachers who put your mouth on Trump, we're going to see. We're going to see how this is going to pan out. Desiree? 
We're going to see how this is going to pan out. You're going to stand on it, 10 toes down. Ain't nothing y'all doing working. Nothing. Nothing. Not some, nothing. Kids are going out the back door. You can't even figure out how to educate them. These people have snipped our DNA, they spliced it. We can't even make the connection between what Big Mama taught us and how to live today. We don't even know. We're sending our kids to school for what? To be immoral, impartial jurors who don't know nothing about nothing? So, how do we win with that strategy, preacher? Come on, Bishop! The ir- illegal immigrants up there in New York, they showing black folks you don't count. The black politicians showing black folks you don't count. Trump tried to tell y'all. Ah, he didn't fix the wall, did he? Remember Snowball laughing about that? Snowball, you ain't concerned about your black brothers up there in New York and in Chicago? And it's helping in elsewhere. You don't have a plan. Just like Clay Edwards said yesterday on this show. Black folks want everybody to fix their damn problem. And what black folks don't know, don't nobody care anymore. Because everybody got problems. Everybody got their own problems. Now, you got a few guilt-ridden whites out there who will wring out their last drop of blood to prove their bona fides to foolishness and liberalism. I say good luck to that. You're going to suffer the same fate as these fools you've fallen over. They don't have a clue. They're not men and women of integrity. Sufficient enough to carry them into the future. They're going to be destroyed. There's no future for us, bro. Not here. Not doing this. Oh, I'm not going to be found wrong on this. Time will bear witness to the strong man. Write it in blood. We'll be right back. All right, folks. The final few minutes of the Kim Wade Show, the first show of the new year. And uh, Sylvia did drop 60 pounds. God bless her. Um, good, good job. I'm, I'm mildly impressed there, Sylvia. That's, uh, that's, a, that's, that's the way to go. You're heading the right direction. All right, folks, look, here, 2024, the year of the mirror. You're not going to like what's getting ready to come down. There are people out there literally trying to destroy our way of life, and many of them are fellow Americans. Some of these folks you went to school with, you got to remember, these SOBs deserve nothing but the tip of the boot at this point. Everyone who has set and joined forces with those who are trying to destroy this country are enemies of this country. They're enemies of you and I. So you might as well get your head together and realize that this is really happening. These people really are destroying that which you hold dear. They're breaking down the low-bearing walls of our society. The very rule of law that protects them, they're destroying. So when it becomes a purge, a no-man's land, every man for himself and God for us all. I'm just telling you, spiritually, mentally, physically, and financially, You need to prepare for what's coming down in 2024 to the black community. We're not going to make it. We, we, we bet on the wrong horse. We wasted 40, 50 years complaining about that, which we could have compounded built upon. It's the story of Esau and Jacob. We didn't add value to that, which came into our hands, regardless how it got here. All we did was complain. And we did it at the behest of black leadership, like the black caucus, Benny Thompson, grifters con men and politicians who didn't give a damn about anybody but themselves but because you didn't have enough sense to study the word for yourself 
You got some difficult days ahead. I don't mean maybe or perhaps. I'm talking about sure enough. I'm not going to be found wrong on this. Time is going to bear witness to what you've heard today. Write it in blood. We're going to take a break. We'll be back in 22 hours. We'll see you on the radio. Peace. Uh-huh. Uh-huh.